0: a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Justin Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.
1: Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.23, Extra Crispy, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Townsend, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess.
0: Since the dawn of time, storytellers have enchanted audiences with their words. But there is an even rarer gift there are those who, by reading out loud, can bring characters to life out of books and into our world.
1: Chapter 32. Murphy, Kincaid, and Dresden discover a closet of chained-up children trapped with a bomb inside the basement of the shelter. While Murphy and Kincaid try to disarm the bomb, Maverick presents herself and her little flame-throwing friends.
0: The basement in the shelter was unusually deep, especially for Chicago. What does that mean? It just, like, descends into Undertown right away for them? No, I think it's because Chicago doesn't have basements. Because there was the whole thing about... They've said it I know it sinks. Yeah, sinking into Swampy, and then the layers on layers, and... and Jason lives in a basement. <laughs> he does, but <laughs> apparently it's not that deep. I don't know. Yeah, I always just took it that that was, like, a typical sort of... I've seen this a lot. A lot of American places don't have basements. That, I don't too. get it, though. That is a thing, and I remember I looked it up one time for why that is. It is the craziest-sounding stairwell ever, really. Like, an a- unusually
1: deep, but it's also narrow. Like, ugh.
0: Yeah, and, like... I've got a friend who's afraid of staircases. Like, she needs to have the rail. a rail. She's just straight up afraid of stairs. She's like, I just fall down them constantly. I don't like going downstairs without being able to hold on to a rail. And she went on a date, and the guy took the side with the rail, and she was mad at him. She's like, how dare you rest my life? And so it's, like, a thing for our friend group. We know, like, she needs the rail every time, right? And every now and again, you ghost, like, like, especially trendy places that are trying to be cool and new, and they do all this bullshit with their stairs. Mm -hmm. And it's always dangerous and, like, super narrow because they've just built it randomly where there shouldn't be a staircase. Or they've, like, added, like, 4,000 decorations to their staircase to make it all, like, a whole, like... Because, you know, downtown is less space, right? So you got to share your staircase with, like, eight other businesses to get to your actual venue and things like that, but... They're also dangerous and stupid. And then you've got what should be totally fine, your own building. I don't know. I've never been to Cabrini Green, but why? Why make it like that? Mm-hmm. What's the design choice there?
1: So it makes me think of, like, my grandma's basement because it was, like, a dug like dug out kind of after to, like, build a well. But see, that makes no that-
0: sense. If you're doing your own work at home, you don't want to dig eight feet for a staircase, right? But this is a, it, this was made by the fucking... Clearly not up to code. Well, you know... Just, Not that they,
1: like, really followed much codes, I'm sure, at the time. Yeah.
0: Huh. I
1: think the stairs that are the worst, though, are the ones that are wooden that don't have a back on them. Yeah. Those terrify me because you know, I always have the, Im- the image of somebody reaching through and grabbing your ankles while you're walking down. Eee.
0: I'm just afraid of, you know, stepping through that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, this is weird. Because, yeah, for the most part in the southern states, they're saying yes, because of, like, a lot of it being, like, sandy or swampy or whatever. It doesn't make for good basement construction. But, like, the reason we mostly have is because of the freezing and stuff like that. So you need that concrete foundation to prevent the house from shifting when you get, like, the freeze-thaw, freeze-thaw thing going. But then it's funny because then I was looking more specifically for Chicago, and it's like, why well, nearly every Chicago home has a basement? <laughs> it's like, are basements common in Chicago? It's Chicago, and their love affair with basements. So I'm like, well, if that makes <laughs> it sound like they're not so rare there. Rare there, but. Again, they would be further north more where, like you say, they obviously get winter. They would have the freeze-thaw thing going on more. I definitely heard, though, that, like, yeah, it's more uncommon for basements in America. Yeah, and I think that maybe just, like you say, more of just the geographical part of that. Again, a lot of them... The warmer it gets, the less need for it. Well, the the need, but also, yeah, the ground isn't suitable. Like, swampy, shifting, moving ground and stuff like that, you know, doesn't do well to support basement construction or foundation or whatever, right? Whereas, yeah. But yeah, interesting. So yeah, I always just kind of assume that again, with all again, like the swampy nature of it that things don't and then again, hey, Americans, all the other, where do you live? And do you have a basement? <laughs> right? And then yeah, the whole like, build on top of built on top of like, why you have energy, I would just be like, can't build down and make basements if there's like 10 layers of city already underneath you. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like,
1: Oh, well, that m- might be just a certain area. That's yeah. Like that. Not all of it. Like, yeah. It can't, it can't be all of Chicago that has like...
0: Well, yeah, I imagine you know. more modern too. Like your question is in 2024 of the internet. Maybe early 2000s, Chicago wasn't building as many basements or something. I don't know. Well, but they're I close enough to winter. Like they're close enough to Canada that they would have well, the same problems as us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that, yeah, I'm sure they do because they, like you say, they do have the freeze and the thaw and stuff like that. So yes, without doing more extensive research, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I just always kind of took it as a thing but yes, now I'm not quite sure why he's phrasing it that way that the basement and the shelter was unusually deep, especially for Chicago. And I feel like 10 feet isn't even really all, like sometimes they're, I mean, I guess maybe, I guess basements are often more like an eight foot or something because they are usually lower ceiling than a normal room is usually more like nine or 10 feet, I think. I think for so. me, it's a little less about the actual mm. logistics
1: as it is like the ominous description of it.
0: Oh, well, for yeah. sure. But I'm just not. I can say, it just says unusually Here. deep and 10 feet doesn't sound unusually deep for me. I'm like, isn't that what a basement would be? Like, I feel like a lot of times, like not quite. Oh, yeah, especially not a home basement. But at, Well, yeah, like the basement suite I there. was in, I feel like I had just the one long set of stairs going down. I feel like that could easily have been 10 feet down that, but I never measured it. So I don't know. But I'm talking about like 10 feet for like an office building in downtown or something like that or wherever we are is clearly not outskirts of the city. That just doesn't. Yeah, it seems like just an average basement, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What is basement like is that it all smells like mildew and rot. Nah. Uh, yes, <laughs> still a shitty basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, no matter how long these stairs are, they're still in that very vulnerable position of being crammed into a stairwell with nowhere to go. And somebody easily coming along and just shooting the fuck out of them on this stairwell. <laughs> it's very violent. Yeah.
1: Very, yeah. Especially when you're holding a paintball gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, and his
1: paintball gun.
0: I love it. It's like so good and it looks cool, but it's so terrible and does nothing. And I mean, bless Kincaid and Murphy for being the professionals here, because yeah. there's so many times when Harry just seems like, I'm the boss, but yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And, you know. Again, why they didn't give him a real gun. He, he proves that many times in this chapter. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we knew and it's fair, and it's fine. It all makes sense. But I do, I love how they kind of play with that. I love how Harry keeps going, hey, I'm the boss, and then just doing exactly what, what they said they, they were going to do. do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, like nice little shit. just that we have to. I'm like, yeah, that might totally be me. Too. <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm in charge. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love this little moment where they do with it, like they open the, the basement door and nothing happens. But it's such a great tension builder that's happened. Even though, like, nothing does happen. It's like that horror movie, you expect the jump jump scare. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean it's any less scary.
0: Yeah. So, like, so, again, this is one of those ones where my my visual image of it tends to shift back and forth sometimes. So I, on the one hand, I kind of envision this as any other, just, like, going down the stairs and then it's splitting out into the thing. Then there are, like, the door that... So is this door... Like, literally, like, at the foot of the stairs? Or is there, like, a little bit of walking out hallway and then a door that splits into the other hallway?
1: So you don't think there's a little tiny landing, like, enough for a couple people to stand yeah, like to open the door. Yeah, like, maybe three
0: foot by three foot. Basically, yeah. you've got to have enough for the door to open. <laughs> yeah, inner... Well, I mean, if it opens out, you don't, but... But okay, yeah, so basically it's just exactly, it's just this door like right at the end of the stairs. See, that's always kind of, cause I'm like, how do you know that? Because he says it's only like half opened. So I'm like, a half open door coming down the stairs, you're not gonna be able to see around. But he's like, it comes down and it splits, cause doesn't he describe how? I mean, oh yeah, the door is facing them. The opening of the door is facing them. But they have to open the door to go out. It Oh, well, there's multiple doors. I don't know. <laughs> I just assume
1: when I hear a description of like
0: a floor plan. I'm just never actually gonna figure out what it looks like. Yeah, get yeah, it's just this one is of not those... in my brain capacity. Yeah, mm. I mean there is. Yes, I've obviously stated before that me and spatial relations are not okay. But there's a door that there's a okay <laughs> a hall on my right goes about ten feet and then ends at the door to that closet. And the open hall on my left goes about twenty feet and opens into a room. Yeah, but that's what I mean is before that they wouldn't be able to see that.
1: So Kincaid tosses a glow stick and confirms there is another room in a closet. And they uh, they choose to check the closet first and p- go ahead and proceed.
0: Yeah, the hostages are children. Which is
1: not I mean, cool.
0: Great though for vampires. Really smart choice there. Always. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They're good at being bad. Harry is pissed. He's mad. Yeah. Blue Drake's children into this. It's so yeah, They're all expecting the, the hostages and the whatever, right? And you get that sort of vague description at first of, like, you know, moisture and mildew and unwashed bodies and weight. And then, then it clicks. It's like, wait a minute, there's not, like, a bunch of, like, blood donors stashed down here, right? It's And young, like, none of them older than, like, 9 or 10, right? And you just know instantly, right? You just know that, that... Switch has been flipped, right? Because already, he was already like, we're going to go in, we're going to get the hostages. And Kincaid's all like, It's dumb. Let's just get rid of that. He's like, no, 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 no. We got it right. So you know already, right? Here he's got his moral. How he's got his thing. That we got. But now, now it's just again, right? Next level, right? And he's like, what the absolute fuck? There should be a line somewhere. Oh, and then he's like, oh, I guess that's why. You know, like yeah, that's why they're the monsters because they don't draw the fucking line. Nine or ten is young. Young. like That's young. The children are. And they're not all that age either. It's not even like the oldest. They're like the oldest of this. What feel like oh half a dozen. So this is nearly, I less. I like, this more. is nearly Ivy, too. Yeah. Kincaid's whole job right now is taking care of very small children, like a, yeah. a child, you know? Exactly right. And, yeah. He could still be that cold, calculating fast. You know, not an hour ago, Murphy's He's kindergarten cop. He's
1: what? <laughs> He's kindergarten cop. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Not an hour ago, though, Murphy's, you know, was refing the soccer game soccer for these small children. Like, Yeah, exactly. And right. this whole time, for maybe the whole three weeks, there's been these tiny little kids in here with steel cuffs. Like, that's, like, they're small children. That, right? Like, you get that image of, like, well, they're handy. Like, can't they just pull their hands right out of those things? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right? they gotta be, like, do they even go that small? And, again... What the fuck kind of messed up if you have shackles that small for, you know, like, yeah, it's just right. And Murphy's only getting this peripherally because she's, you know, watching the other end of the hall while they go down. Right. And you just right like Dresden's just whole thing. Like, I will take this place apart brick by brick if I have to. You know, and we've been getting more and more of those glimpses. And I'm like, yeah, what he can do with his bare hands is not trivial. <laughs> you know, like, it sounds great and it looks good. But you're like, yeah, bit by bit, you I mean, like you say, the Inferno at Bianca's and stuff like that was just like that was, just, again, just unfiltered, unfettered. I'm pissed now. Kaboom. It's part of the reason I feel Harry was so insistent on getting the hostages out, too, because Harry's like, the chances that I burn this whole building down are so high. If we're going to be doing any saving, it has to be the first thing we do. That, too, whether consciously or unconsciously, yeah, for sure, actually, that makes sense. Yeah, Bianca's building didn't really get survivors. I took out innocence too. I took out the people that were already dead. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just, like, the vampire dead, but, like, the fucking ghost. Like he just, Yeah, he's like, I raised the dead and fucking took them all out again. Yeah. But yeah, seriously. And even, like, because Kincaid says going into this, like, I think when they're still prepping before they they go down, like, in the, and he's, like, basically he's going to take, like, three of us to take him out. And if we get the jump on him and do it quick, we can't. But if any of the vamps get on us, you're more or less hooped. Like, it's going to be fucking hard to kill them, get them off of you, whatever, right? So, like, again, right, you already know there's that, like, Justin knows, like, chances are, because it never fucking goes right, right, never goes according to plan, that things are going to get to the extreme version where exactly, like, he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up dropping a building on all these motherfuckers before we're done.
1: Yep. Fortunately, Kincaid warns Harry that there is a tripwire, and there is—it's rigged to anti, an anti-personnel mine set up before you know Dresden you know goes launching into this closet, right. and
0: blows everybody up as he goes. Yeah, storming in to save everybody, and Kincaid is like, "No, no, I can smell it." <laughs> He's what now? Very well trained, very experienced. So oh, again, but- now are we talking just real good mercenary training? Or supernatural. That's got to be supernatural. That'll You're like not smelling smell. beams and where a beam is in a room. No, not the beam. It's the compound. Oh, that's yes. The, British. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You but can yes. See the infrared. We can though. see the infrared. You've got the infrared. X-ray <laughs> vision gonna say i yeah, can see the infrared beams and exactly he can he, he knows there's a person on mine that is probably british because they use a different compound that he can smell which is yeah. convenient uh, totally thank goodness thank gosh and then again harry makes a very good point of you know slightly backing out and hoping he doesn't and again i'm like yes i'm all for it this is why i like fiction and not real life because you can form things the way you want but it is very convenient that yes in all this Whatever, tense situation and the fact that his anger anger just spiked dramatically that he didn't uh, accidentally set it off already that I'm just going to back away a little bit and hope that we don't set it off again. Because, yeah, that would be super bad. It's a well thought out trap. Mm -hmm. It's a well thought out trap. It's pretty wizard proof. Yeah, pretty wizard proof. Pretty. Yeah. Luckily, they have a Kincaid on them. Thank God. Kincaid honestly comes up with a plan for this pretty quick. And, you know, Murphy's small enough to be able to scooch through these beams is the final plan. Which, you know, in order for her to be able to do the scooching, they decide, like, take off your Kevlar. This is definitely a moment when I would want more layers, not less. (laughs) Right. I'm about to walk in on a bomb that's whole purpose is to shoot out projectile spikes to rip me to shreds. I feel like she gets to keep the Kevlar. She takes her jacket off. Uh, no, K- no. K- and and then Kate is like Kevlar, too. Does he? Okay. No. okay, 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 okay. And then they need another quarter of just an inch, afterwards, so there goes the pants, back Yeah, that's the unclench your ass it is unclenched pants. damn nice good ass yeah. and then dresden turns around and is like oh yeah he was right about her ass i'm like boys i know well he gets all pissed off first yes, he's fine. like excuse me you better not because yeah when he first let like, pants off and him and murphy are both like what the irrational like, side of jealousy there right the beginning of the end because you're like yeah dresden 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 huh i do like that he does the rationale though like Okay. Oh, oh. I, yeah, I don't own her. We're not a thing. We're not actually an item. But gee, dressed and subconsciously, do you maybe have feels going on? Do you maybe want to be? Because, you know, this hasn't come up before, <laughs> Is really, this a little now? trail of breadcrumb? Uh, is it? Maybe. <laughs> I've worked with Murphy on so many cases, and I've never had a reason to tell her to take off her pants. What the hell? <laughs> this is
1: foreshadowing. wish I did, though. <laughs> well, Kincaid and Murphy are going over disarming the bomb, Harry Here, here's some movements. And cracks a, uh, another glow stick and discovers a dark hound, a large Alsatian. The fancy way of saying German Shepherd, if
0: you weren't sure. Mm. I had to look it up. Like, I, yeah, what the I hell did is not that? Know. Yeah, it's German Shepherd. Mm. Just say that then. Which promptly disappears into the shadows. Oh, probably technically some minor difference that, you know, an Alsatian is an Alsatian and a German Shepherd is a German Shepherd. But just. Yes, because champagne is. <laughs> exactly really right. Right. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> suits. Lewis. Is it actually champagne? Because if not, it's just sparkling wine, and that's not the same. It is the same. <laughs> not if you're Lewis. Champagne comes from champagne. Champagne, France. <laughs> me. Yes. And it, it it just nicely, again, just, you know subtly or not so subtly drive this point home that it's just gonna linger long enough that you saw this you saw this you see this is thin and then it's gonna drift back into the darkness where you can't see anything again like oh gee thanks not not creepy not you know anything just yeah gee was that accidental oops it got in the way of the lake for a sec hate when that happens Ugh, man sitting <laughs> each. Like, like me when I'm trying to call a dog in when she's like barking at the fence. I'm like, Bib-b-t-m-. but I don't want to call it side because it's cold and it's snowy and I only have socks on. Yeah. That's Mar- like, exactly how it That's is for vampires s- yeah they're hellhounds too. Yeah, exactly, right? get out of the light. Yes. see you there. Yeah. Over here, over here, from here. No cookies for you. Yeah. <laughs> or me. <laughs> 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 um, She'd do it too. Marv <laughs> Mar- me. <laughs> So, yes, while Kinkade is talking Murphy through this dismemberment of a bomb, uh, The you know, Mavra and her posse shows up, and they're scary, bro. They know how to make an entrance. They're real good at it. And, even worse, Mavra's got a speech prepared. I was going to say, she's monologuing it. Villain <laughs> <laughs> speech. I've wondered about you, Dresden. I've stayed up nights thinking about you. I admire you. I've seen you stop knives and claws and fangs. Can you stop your own weapon of I knew in that instant what was coming. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Fire. Real good. Wizard deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> they are flammable motherfuckers. <laughs> well, hmm, yeah. yeah. Everyone's per- a little
1: bit flammable.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was going to say most, most people. Under <laughs> intense heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Both the Renfields lifted their flamethrowers. Oh, shit. But he does this whole thing too before when he's waiting for, and he like starts picking out the fucking heartbeats of what's lurking back there. Yeah. So he, yeah. he four dark hounds and five humans. Yeah, and then you know probably, and then she's lurking up behind without a heartbeat. Oh, that's yeah, like it's just like this whole. It's a great horror. Yeah. Set of, like, emaciated female female form appeared in front of one of the sticks. at least they and came no in the daytime. Accompanied it. Well, yes, yeah, so that There's was no the whole. other vampires, right? Other than just the other ones that are up and walking around and yeah. Renfields don't count. Well, I guess, no, the Renfields don't, but yes. But the regular vampires are asleep. Marv is the only one that's like that's true. Really here Really, Kincaid did say, yeah, she was probably the only one old enough and strong enough to be able to, I forget sometimes that theirs aren't strictly the out of sunlight, out of danger that the, the blacks are mm-hmm. like. No, they go to bed. Incidentally, indirectly affected by it as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just Spike running around in a big blanket. <laughs>
1: Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at Patreon.com/slash-FreeFlowRambling. Chapter thirty-three. The group is attacked by Mavra and her thralls. Harry is able to save the group using his shield and then a wind spell to throw the fire from the flamethrower's back on the attackers, but at the expense of one of his hands. They finally defeat Mavra and rescue the children.
0: So he shoots, but he misses. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't aiming. It might have just been like accidental clenching, so it didn't count. One or the other. (laughs) Yeah, which is why Which I love how they purposely like don't give Harry a gun to start but then needs must and they end up having to give Harry the gun anyways and then he's just as balls with it as they <laughs> is. Why they didn't give him one in the first like, you just yeah. accidentally squeeze the triggers here, buddy, you don't know if you're even aiming and Oh we even God, know that he went through the whole safety thing too when he got to the doorway. Facing away from <laughs> so you're just yeah. Wildly spraying into the. You no, know, at least it's enough to stop the flamethrowers themselves, and he for a, a moment. Sec- always, yeah. always buys a couple seconds. That's a <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, shield bracelet. While it's meant to stop physical items and things, it was never meant to just be a heat shield. Which I get it. And uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd have thought of that either. Fair enough. I. But but considering how much he throws flame around and stuff like that and burns things down around him, you'd think at some point he might have thought to add a little bit to that. Because, again, while we've never had anybody launching flame at him the same way, but, I mean, I feel like there's been other things with people, you know, shooting and where he's gotten sparks of this and a little bit of heat coming, like even just holding off other things, where he's got a little bit of that transfer of kinetic heat that you'd think before now, the scrapes. And, again, with literally how many times he burns building down around him that he's like, Maybe I should also protect myself from all this heat I throw around constantly. It also literally takes me until this moment to realize that, yeah, every time you do the shield, the shield is cutting off at your wrist and your hand is completely exposed on the other side of the shield. Mm, maybe, yeah. No, I don't feel like I agree with that at all. No? No. Because that's how I feel. I'm like, well yeah, like you it know, makes sense. Because he the puts shield it, doesn't it in go. front of him, right? So he because he's talked to before about pushing out in front so he's got people. I don't think at all that his hands I think it's simply the proximity that because he is holding his hand out there and then the shield manifests in the sh- there. The, ahead that of him. that the shield is like I say doing virtually nothing to stop that heat. That it's the same thing like sticking your, your shoes up on the edge of the campfire thing. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. start to melt. Yeah, you're not melting. <laughs> the rest of you is fine yes but if you stay there longer you'll start to melt with them yes but there's that layer to go through right is that's what i mean is it's gonna melt down your right. shoes before it's but so if I-, I had a hole in my shoe and my toes were sticking out they're gonna start going with the rubber <laughs> the sad thing is people if you'd ever actually seen her shoes <laughs> She rarely does the soles on her shoes last more than... No, I'm a good consumer. I walk through my shoes literally. I don't get rid of them until there is no more sh- sole. And let me tell you, she spends a lot of time on her feet. It does not take long for her to go through the soles of a shoes. Yes, no, I realize that. But that's my point is that that's in this instant that, yes, he literally has his arm outstretched in front of him. So he is literally sticking his hand into those... Flames, which is what it's not so much that his hand is beyond the shield, it's just, just the whole flames. damn thing is right there, and the shield is doing nothing to stop the transfer of the heat. Maybe so, right? Is yeah, while you're sitting there at the campfire, I can be chucking rocks at your shoes, and they're not, but your feet still feel hot. I think you're just too clever metaphor for you. Is I just know, bad. I think this actually works pretty good. You're literally right next to a fire, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I do. I, and I'm not saying you're wrong or I'm right. I'm just saying that's never the way that I've interpreted it. Yeah, I think but it, I'm that, saying that, that I'm right is, and you're wrong. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> You just, don't want to commit. Don't. <laughs> Good. I went. <laughs> I'm just saying, is, yeah, no, I don't see it that way. He is always... Because otherwise, I swear... He, he, been like shot through the hand a hundred times if his if it ended at this that's shit. what i'm like, saying is like i'm i wouldn't be as confident in this thing anymore now that i'm realizing like oh yeah my hand is so vulnerable out there on the other side <laughs> i should i don't know man like i'm getting just terrible like yeah, I'm literally right. like this hand sticking out the middle of nowhere <laughs> Yeah, like he's at them off, <laughs> giving them the bird, and they're just like aiming for neener, it. Neater, neater, neater! Just you can't hit it. You can't hit it. It's over here, Neer. It's over here. It's over here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but now every time you read it, that part's <laughs> funny. <I'm seeing, laughs> Legitimately, it sounds like some kind of craze. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what is the term for when this splashing? What <laughs> do <like> these splashers for? <laughs> Just got his his hand flopping out there outside. Okay, so it's just I unzipped. And it's just I'm poking just out I'm <laughs> you, and I'm gonna keep talking through this. And <laughs> My understanding that this is supposed to be like the <laughs> spell shield in D&D, which yes does not have your dick flopping in the wind. <laughs> Well, you apparently have not played the same D&D games. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, fair enough. I'm sure out there somewhere. You watch a lot of Critical Role, I'm sure it's so. In fact, I know for a fact, Stanley's definitely had it flopping out there. (laughs) Okay. It's
1: a cock shield ring.
0: (laughs) Don't give him ideas. (laughs) So, in that way, I would imagine, okay, yes, you're right. The shield is still extending a few feet ahead. It's just rather than being, you know, a spell that he has to cast, it's a spell that he's got saved up like the rings and such and the belt buckle and whatever. Yeah, Okay. focus goes I got through you there. there and it I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you guys, guys ruined everything. You one that's We just took it and ran with it,
0: that's all. <laughs> He's losing his hand right now. <laughs> Show some compassion. It's still, this is how I deal with it, okay? We were talking about coping mechanisms last time. Okay. The I, man is on fire. I deal with it with inappropriate humor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. Oh, dear. Shit starts getting real. So yeah. they just basically decide to unleash this fury of hell upon him, and he's got to literally stand there and take it because he's protecting everybody else and can't go anywhere and can't do anything Yeah. because he can't disturb Murphy because she's busy trying to disarm a bomb that will kill all of the kids and all of them and 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 and, 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 and. So if he can keep the shield up they're actually so safe right now okay they got the stairs at their back they, well they're you know somewhat you've got the other hallway to defend no yeah cuz they're like in the middle right cuz the stairs come down in the middle and then it splits yes. right so he's at the stairs with but the stairs are still somewhat on their side. You just somewhat. have one side that you have to defend. There's against. just a giant wall of fire in front of those stairs now, coming from the other side. But in in as long as you can keep the shield up, you're safe. Yes, you you, you, you know you, you semi still have the the stairs accessible. Yeah. So yeah, at the risk of his hand, he's you know as defensible as he can possibly be right now. Honestly,
1: and I think it was a smart move that what he did when he started losing that sh- that sh- that shield to to throw the the wind and throw, yeah. to throw the fire back at them.
0: Yeah. Yes. Devastating on the other side. Devastating on the other side is thank God they had nothing like that to go along with it because he would have been in a whole lot more Mm -hmm. trouble if they could have sent that much. Because, yeah, like he says, right, with the wind he sends back, not only does it disperse it back onto them, but then feeds it a whole fucking bunch. Well, and, like, you know, in that moment when he does that, too, he's like, I don't have 10 seconds to wait for them to help me. Like, this is last dance sort of moment. And we know when he comes back from that that, yeah, he's exhausted. He's just... Wants to be done. You gotta wonder, because even with the sort of battle training and or just, you know, thrown into the deep (laughs) end baptism by fire that Harry's (laughs) been going through, you know, without the training that Murphy and Kincaid or whatever has. Most of us, like you say, the second you get that singe at your fingertip, you flinch, you drop it, you're done. Right. And I'm like, again, we've talked about other times where you're holding that line for other people. But fire is just a terribly horrible, painful and kind of ephemeral thing right it's not even the same as like i don't know like not that you can knock bullets away but you know what they're a very tangible thing and swords and knives and sticks are all things that you can potentially stop Kincaid and block and move Kincaid is very lucky he's got Murphy and those kids on his side cuz i don't know that Harry would have kept it up for him well maybe although i don't know i mean like that there, is some insane well, mental it is and i mean at the same time it is for himself because little as that shield is doing, whatever is being kept off of him is being kept off. So if he gives that up, it's all coming on him just as much as it's going on anybody else, right? But exactly, just the fact that you're instinctually wouldn't falter or flee or try to, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that, again, through all of that He has the presence of mind to continue what little effect it may or may not be having. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like you say, most of us, you know, you get this accidental and you flinch and drop and flinch. You know what I mean? And like the fact that he holds it through any of that is just unbelievable. And then again, especially considering, like you say, it's not just like the tip of your finger on a match stroke. It's like, yeah, his whole entire hand becoming and just... chaos when Harry does collapse here. I would just also like to say, I love the use of the word trouble here. We don't use it enough. I don't know why we don't use trouble more in this day and age for like tripling things. Okay. Shit, it's one of those fun words that like roll, like no, okay. i would only ever heard the word in music, a treble clef. <laughs> yeah, he's, when he throws the fire back, he's like caught the blazing napalm like a tub of jello, hurling the fire back the way it had come and providing it with air enough to treble its size. Chaos when Harry collapses and the charred Renfields and animals and things. The things that could no longer be recognizable as human, which, thank God, was them and not him, because it was pretty close. Mm. And Maverick gets, like, ticked at this. Kill, kill, kill! Like, ugh, I so had you. I had this great speech. I had this great, like, dramatic entrance. And cue the pyrotechnics. And now you fucked it all up. And once again... <laughs> You're still alive, my guys are dead, fuck you, you fucking fucker. Fuck. Yeah, she's a little, uh, just a teeny bit mad. It's just a teeny, she's miffed. She's miffed. Yeah. Cold reptilian fury. he kill me! Oh, there go. So apparently, hopefully, they finished what they're doing because Kincaid is now all about grab Harry and save Harry. And he now leaves. Oh, they must it. have they must have succeeded because they dragged Harry into the same room now with yeah, the children. Yeah, exactly. So they're done doing their thing. You held him off long enough. Thank you. We got our 10 seconds. Okay, fine. I guess we'll come save you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're in the small room. They've definitely lost the stairs. And Kincaid goes down in a literal fucking dog pile. Yeah. He gets... A couple of hellhounds on him. Gets a couple of renfields on him. People start firing into this mathing... Mathing rise? Riving mass of bodies and limbs. And you're like, well, it's been fun. Nice knowing you, Kincaid. Fuck, <laughs> well, see ya, <I> dude. <laughs> see ya. Uh, like You, you are, got a couple of good hits in before that with spear and such, but... Um, yeah, it's yeah.
1: pretty hopeless there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's really brutal.
1: Yeah. Things like you're it. not supposed to live through, but apparently do.
0: Interestingly enough, so... Yeah. This, I understand how fucking freaked out Murphy must be in this moment, too, because really, my two supernatural ins right now are one's basically gone comatose and quiet and is so blindingly in mm. pain, I can't even think, and the other one's under a pile of fucking whatever we're Enemies. calling this. <laughs> yeah. And it's me, some chained-up children, and a lot of vampires. And I am now pantsless and kevlarless. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, you don't even have that much. Per- so, yeah, and she's got this whole moment of being, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry, what, wake, what do we wake do? up. What do what we, we do? Doing? Harry, how do like, I fix this? <laughs> please. And thankfully, he gets enough presence of mind to come back in with a plan. But, yeah, that moment the Murphy. The unexpected
1: plan. Ooh. Yeah,
0: but, fuck, that moment for Murphy must have been a thousand years. <laughs> right okay. well even just for harry because he's still with it enough when he sees kincaid go out and watches him start disappearing under all of this like when he gets taken out that he's like no wait and then murphy's like no no gotta go And she, you know what i mean so it's like so much like disconnect everywhere from what you're trying to do and what you can do and what you need to do and you know, just too many situations to take in all at once, right? Like I have to save myself, I have to save Kincaid. I know, oh shit, now we're in this room with all these kids. Forgot about the kids, ha <laughs> ha, holy fuck. Yeah. Well, and, and Harry's first thing is, can you put, can you like arm it again? And she's like, really? Like we're not even getting out of here. The best we can do is take out the vampires with us. Like, right, like, yeah, you know exactly and you're telling them that that's it. Like, like like she's not seeing a way to use this defensively. She's just like, it's take everyone with you. all of us you. or just us. Yeah, yeah. And she still doesn't really have He's like, can you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Murphy can see that there's not much yeah. of a... No. And either. again, right? That's it's true. That either friggin- we don't save the kids or we don't save the kids and we take the vampires out with us. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Again, right. And I mean, that's like and again, a very everyday choice for Murphy in some regards, right? Like, this is her always balancing and how do you and what is the situation and... And you if know. anything, taking out the kids this way is nicer than leaving them to the vampires. Hopefully, yeah. It still really doesn't sound pleasant at all, but yeah. So, luckily, Harry does have a plan, and it's not just mass suicide. <laughs> Which, at least, when she says it, because very immediately, he's like, wait for my signal and get low. So I'm like, okay, that's the teensiest bit. Because if you're just planning on tesa there's no point in getting low if you're, you know, you might as well just... Well, take I don't the think first a lot of
1: opportunity to explain the plan it's just get it yeah. fucking no in. no of course
0: no no i get that but just again it's like that that brief second of she's like oh shit we're all gonna die and then he's like okay do it and get low suddenly gives you that spark of hope that like wait a minute maybe there is more to this <laughs> thank god but yeah so kincaid what is the keyword here for this plan <laughs> Oh my God, see, yeah, that was fucking one of the best lines too in the chapter before when they're talking about when they first go in. And he's like, can't we like hold it down? That's the thing, like if you hold the landmine down and then it can't. He's like, yeah, if you're in like the 1940s. It's like, first of all, more sophisticated than that. Second, you know, anything interrupts, blam, kablooey, thus death or whatever, right? I love and they keep discussing the plans and he does the whole like K hey, Bolshevik Muppet thing, we're looking to not do that. Which is even funnier because we were whatever I had playing at work yesterday, Bohemian Rhapsody came on. I was asking my coworker, who's like new ish, I was like, Have you ever seen the Muppets version? And any of you out there who have never seen the Muppets video version of Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a giggle. I, I think it's worth watching. But yeah, so it literally has it even more in there because I'm like literally was watching the Muppets yesterday and they're like, Bolshevik Muppet. Yes. Yeah. So that's the plan, Kincaid, Bolshevik Muppet. And Kincaid knows right away. He's like, perfect plan, let's do that and manages to wrench himself enough away from these Yes, because he you know, yeah, managed whatever. to unearth himself from the income staggering back. And Dresden's like, oh, I was just about to blow you up. I figured you were gone anyways. You might want to run. <laughs> <laughs> even though his, his leg is like hamstrung. And, but yeah, again, just one of those best moments ever reading this, And I still love it, even though it's you know what's going to happen. But it's still just that beautiful, beautiful line. So as we said, or as Kincaid said earlier, what would happen in a space this small, you might get, you know, 40, 50 feet. And it will shred absolutely everything it comes in contact with. And Harry and Kincaid and Murphy and these children huddle up in a corner versus everything else. It is crazy, just the silence that comes after, in a way. Well, flames are still burning, but just... Yeah, but I mean, even still, how much, right? Like, it's it's y and it's got, but it's also fairly concretey. I'm sure, right? It's gonna take a while for this, but mostly, I'm sure, it's just the body's burning right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. like, and you're basically going from a full-on war scene to total devastation. Totally,
0: and like the effect is near instantaneous, and it's crazy, and it's yeah, like, said, devastating. It doesn't take long to do, and and even the fact that like. You know, part of the reason, part of it was so he could throw the wind spell and retreat, but part of it was, again, as we've seen, Dresden's got a lot of power, but when he goes at it, balls to the wall like this, too, it uses it up fairly quickly, you know, whether it's... Well, I was surprised that he even had that in him at that point. But that, yeah, that's exactly it, is that he can still raise another shield
1: to the point. Speak to, like, him leveling up, this, like... Yeah. Because yeah. normally by now he'd be passed out. Yeah, yeah. Unconscious. You know, maybe, just maybe, Dresden had a magic mind. And that's why he's feeling so good right now. and still has that extra energy.
0: It definitely helps.
1: So for those of you who don't know, we're trying something new. And it's called Magic Mind. And it is a natural energy drink. Kind of looks like one of those like four-hour energy drink bottles. It's really cool. Not the five-hour ones, just the four-hour
0: ones. Are they five-hour? Are they (laughs) four-hour? Magic Mind is all day. Yeah, (laughs) it is every day. Yeah, all day every day. Yeah, and it doesn't have any addictive qualities to it, so you can literally have all natural ingredients, all harsh buzz.
1: I like that part because sometimes I get really agitated after I've some (laughs) had some energy drinks.
0: I mean, reducing inflammation, strengthening immune system, and supporting higher energies—that's everything Dresden needs. Mm -hmm. All the time. This would be perfect for him. Focus. He's all about, right, it's supposed to help channel your focus, and it is all about that for him all the time. Reduces Um, anxiety. Which I... He needs. One of the biggest effects I noticed was, yeah, like I say, I'm like, I I personally don't do caffeine because it doesn't, but I definitely felt a de-stress because I have been, like, not homicidal, but, you know, a, a little homicidal feeling at work these days, and, yeah days after taking this I was like oh I'm mm-hmm. I mean as somebody who hasn't had a vegetable in 25 years it shows this is you've great. got color you've never had before yeah did you know that you're actually not supposed to see your veins through your skin I had heard that somewhere once yeah hmm. not but, all of them everywhere I mean there's yeah points where they're more no, you're obvious not supposed to be translucent but but, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> as as yeah <laughs>
1: Well, I think after all that shit that Dresden just pulled, he's definitely going to need it. Especially the stuff that does the uh, the anti-inflammation in, and he helps the immune system. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because his hand's going to need it. Which is like cordyceps mushrooms.
0: That one, I think, is like the most important ingredient for him. I think out of all of these, the ones that he really they needs. Need the immunity booster yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. In this immediate moment, You're yeah. about to have 37 infections. <laughs> And, and the bonus side for him is he doesn't have to spend the time to do it. It's already been made for it. He doesn't have to talk to Bob. He doesn't have to come up with any of these things. No infusing of will, although he right. probably
1: would have, you know, put it in it
0: anyway. He would have. But right now, this is just, he can get all of those benefits, but he didn't have to expend any of the resources himself to get it for a change. Just by going to so, McAnally's, which he already likes to do. This is a win-win. That's right. So as long as you just go to magicmind.com slash McAnally, M-C-A-N-A-L-L-Y, and use the code Alley 20 you get a discount on your stuff. You get 20% off your first order and 50% off your first subscription. And if you'd use it in the next 10 days, they stack. Ooh. Yeah. Heck yeah. Worth it. Give it a try, folks. But as long as you are trapped in a basement with Kincaid and Murphy and a bunch of sniveling children, first things first. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, so often these things, you know, they take this big effort or whatever, you know, to, to do all. But it, whether it's, like, how much... How much capacity he has, or whether it's like the strength of what he's. I wonder doing. too if any of Ebenezer's magic is able to bolster Harry as well while he's currently trying to clamp down on Mavra. And Mavra doesn't say anything. She doesn't like, as we see, oh, wait, attempt to I use can't. up. Yeah, right. Like, there's nothing that she says to indicate whether or not she is or is not aware or tries or does not try to, to use do. magic. Yeah. But presumably, Ebene- presumably, Ebenezer knows his shit and is doing his part, right? Yeah. For all that he is or is not aware of what's going on inside. Yeah, but. Yeah, and that, and again, yeah, they don't really mention anything, so I don't know that, you know, can he bolster Harry while he deprives Mavra or not or what, you know what I mean? Or again, have any inkling that he might need to or, yeah, so, but again, yeah, just the fact that he manages to, because like, I think it's, it's before that when Harry mentions, because Kincaid asks him something about his shield. And he's like, maybe when they're first talking about the mine or something, he's like, yeah, I I've stopped like bullets and things. And Kincaid's kind of like, seriously? He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, if I know where it's coming from and what it, right? And already Kincaid's kind of like, that's oh, kind of impressive, you know? So, yeah, the fact that he's already, again, as spent as he is. And, again, literally the fact that his whole control was through that shield hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me just pull one more out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like. And you fucking to, hero Harry totally big damn heroes you have to hope Murphy's had a moment to talk to these children real quickly and be like okay we're here to actually save you just so you know because I can't imagine how reassuring it would be to have these three collapse against you while they set off the bomb and yeah they come out of it alive and okay maybe these are their saviors but I don't know that I'd have a lot of trust for them either I'd be like who are you where did you come from certainly they didn't see enough of the fight to see who they were fighting against other than like. the sheer terrified trauma of it. no and I mean Harry says at the beginning right when they first go in he says hey kids we're gonna get you out of here Right. But beyond that, no, I don't think they even do really have enough because like I say, Murphy, like they're saying she goes to reconnect it and you're like, they're just all yeah. huddling with these screaming, crying, terrified children. It's like... Probably a lot of shock going on. Anyways. A lot of it's shock. not uh, even yeah, recognizing sure. what's going on. Yeah. It's like, I have a feeling that no, they don't know for sure that these people are saving them, but they're at least saying they're going to save him where the other ones haven't and something's going on, right? But yeah, like he says, I don't think there's any chance really for any communication. It's okay, kids, there's going to be a little bit of night, a little bit of noise, but we're going to be, you know, it's, yeah, they're living it in the moment like everybody else and just fucking terrified. So, Caboom. little line of duckies, Harry, Murphy and the children start making their way out, out of the building while Kincaid dismembers everything left to dismember. Yeah, which is smart. You don't want to do all that work and then have them just get back so, up again, right? Let me just duct tape my leg together because we don't have time for any other field medic stuff. Like, like I don't know. What does he say? Does he say it was the dog that got him? I yeah, can't remember if they, it was yeah. Dog. So you know, this isn't just like a nice like knife wound or something. But yeah, he says he uses a third of the roll, and a third of a roll of duct tape is a lot. I still feel like not enough. <laughs> See, they like he's like literally. I feel like you know he still got like all his his layer of. Pants and stuff in between a little bit to kind of help sort of pressure as much compression as you can get. In but yeah, I yeah, I'm not walking on that. But you do you, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. Although at the same time, I feel like if you were literally in that situation, you would probably, <laughs> I it would not be fun. You would not enjoy it, but you would probably still haul your ass up those stairs if that was the only choice. But yeah, and Harry's still going. Oh, we'll like break the chains, and he's like, mm, I can use the key. Poor Murphy has no pants left. They've been completely shredded. So, Kincaid manages to go and cleaver the ones that were in their coffins, at least, to make sure that, you know, they're not going to wake up in a few hours and be like, what the hell happened here? (laughs) Good old one-ears no more. crazy. Yeah, they're done for. And Harry's like, okay, you also got Mavra, right? And he's like, no, wait, you got Mavra. Like, shit's good. There's no way in hell she survived that. We're good to go. Right as she's, you know looming up no, behind are him. Are there, which is Gotta have that one last jump scare. Fuck, no. yeah, like, perfect timing, lady. You were just waiting for that. Right? It's where, where Dresden and Murphy got that awkward look on their face, and Kincaid's like, oh, she's standing right behind me, and she she just heard me say that about her, didn't she? Oh, and she's missing, like, an arm and a jaw and, like, a thigh and, like... I, yeah. Like, scary so, so lady. While your dad, you're dead. Again, of all things, like, missing an arm and a leg, whatever, but the whole, exactly, just, like, the lower half of her jaw being missing... I'm like yeah, that's just not right.
1: And you have to appreciate the uh, the smoothness and the like the teamwork that happens with <laughs> that's almost immediate with Kincaid recognizing like the expression <laughs> oh, shit, dropping right, the yeah. shot, the the throwing of the the. And
0: this is how I imagine Murphy was with Harry last chapter. There's just enough on Harry's face to be like, okay, let's go, <laughs> this guy. This is the one where, she, yeah,
1: just one smooth, swift beheading. Yeah,
0: stupid little paintball gun, but fuck if it doesn't work. <laughs> And okay, this is the other thing I'm wondering about. Is is this simply for a, it's not a thing, but just for comparative purposes? Or is there a lot of three liter? Yeah, what the hell is a three liter bottle of Coke? Right? Do you states people do three? Because we get two. Two two is the most pop you can buy. Two liters of pop. There's no such thing as anything more than two liters. In bottle form. In any oh. form. You can't buy any amount of pop in more than two-liter bottles. You can buy cans, but those are coming in at, like, 500 milliliters, okay? Well, but that's all I meant, is, like, overall, you know, but like, I mean, we a don't case sell. of... A we do jars. Okay, but that's what egg. I mean, is that, like, a case of pop would be more than a two-liter, but yes, yeah, but it's in cans. What are the chances that just, like, was an, <laughs> an edit that was I f- bad? Maybe. I don't like. You know. Because, you know, I feel like it's not, because he's talking about, it's not just like a two-liter hole this thing rips, it's a three-liter hole. Where's that sarcasm, you know, it's not just like... Well, and this is this is the thing, right? I'm like, it could be simply like, okay, we all know what a two-liter is, this was as big as if such things as a three-liter existed, how big this hole would be. But yet, I feel the way it says that, and, and I can see it being a thing. I, I They exist. But there's so much, the the internet is saying so many different things, like they're out of production now, you can only get them in Texas now. Right? Like, yeah, this is the kind of thing I can see exactly like, well, Texas has, you know, but yeah, whether it's like a limited time thing or back in the 80s, they did a while of like a three liter thing or, but yeah, see, I felt like there was like some grain of truth behind that statement. (laughs) At some point somewhere, this has existed. Illinois, New York State, apparently they exist in places. Currently still or are you still going and you're possibly a one-time thing? I I, I can't tell. This okay. is a Reddit thread from five years ago. So at least five years now is the most Okay, so recent. yes. Okay, so. Damn, y'all. I know. I read that too. And I was like, when the hell is three liter? What the fuck is that? Right? When two just isn't enough. Well, that's what they're saying is like, I guess like it was like a marketing strategy, but it wasn't like enough to make people switch over from the two liter. But I guess it does still exist. Since, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. I'm confused. And I don't again, know. Again, I can see it still existing in places like Texas because that's their whole like Everything Pepsi is bigger. Clear. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, his little paintball gun <laughs> shreds a bunch of vampire. No Iker. no magical wind. Just poof. After the fact, Kincaid admits he's impressed with Dresden's wizard powers. Yeah, and that whole I- that's another one. I was like, it was, like, fantastic the first time you read it, and it still, every time, gets me. It's just one of those. It's awesome. Yeah. And, again, people giving Harry the respect he deserves. I don't necessarily want Harry showing all of his cards to everyone, but at the same time, yeah, bitch, this guy is on your level. Respect him. Yeah, Sorry that you needed 80,000 years to do it, and he only needed 25, (laughs) but yeah yeah even seeing it it's tough to believe what is your shield and that bit with all the wind and fire especially with your hand like that i've never seen a wizard cut loose before <laughs> i shouldn't tell him that i wasn't cutting loose <laughs> <laughs> it's like i looked straight at him until it was obvious that he was refusing to meet my eyes and then i said in a quiet gentle voice he still have fuck oh, man yeah don't mess with me bitch don't don't look behind the curtain, but Harry, Harry desperately <laughs> tries to play poker. Right, <laughs> every now and again he gets that hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was a mic drop moment for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, just <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it which like, just true. I don't think that Harry was really lying. Like, you still haven't lose me, l- yeah. lost control. We've seen Harry lose control. We've seen when he's like, what the fuck was that? Like, this moment, he kept presence of mind a lot better than he has in other moments, even well, with the pain. I was going to say, that's really the only thing we haven't seen him do. Because we've seen him stop bullets with his shields. We've seen him stop, you know, explosives and rampaging monsters and... You know, so I mean, yeah, really, other than like you say, the only thing he never stopped long enough to think about was that whole transfer of heat shit, but everything else is fairly standard-ish stuff. You know, big wind spell, okay, no problem, right? So, yeah, to a large degree, it's like, no, you haven't seen me cut loose. And, I mean, again, I think it's absolutely 100% true. Just that little teeny tiny bit of, I'm not necessarily going to say how far. (laughs) We got close. (laughs) We got close to my limits, but. But, yeah, I I don't need to tell you that part of it, but exactly that whole. So, yeah, it's 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 obfuscation. No, I don't know if it's really obfuscation. I can't say it now. Obfuscation? Yeah, I don't know if it's really so much misleading and diverting as you know. But oh, no. Kincaid is given an opportunity, little, and he's l- cashing in on it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit of it. it's it's true. It's a little sleight of hand on how much, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, evidence is there. <laughs> And, you know, dropping the kids off at Father Ford Hills makes sense, but it also seems a bit of a cop-out. It's like, yeah, whatever, just hand off everyone to that guy. He always knows where to put people. <laughs> I thought you meant, I'm like, what else do they need with the kids? But just, I guess, but again, you've got that established character. And I kind of like it too, because they, you know, it helps a bit that Ebenezer's like, oh yeah, even I've heard of him by reputation. So yeah, obviously it seems the most legit thing to do. But honestly, I think it's true, because they just roll up to like, social services or an orphanage, that's going to be a, right? Like, like Port Hill can be their middleman. <laughs> you know, you be like somebody just anonymously dropped a bunch of kids on the doorstep of the church. And now the church is going to nicely contact all the people that need to, as opposed to, like you say, anybody else having to. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel like it's that much. But yeah, I like that he's kind of known well enough that Fort Hill is even, you know, set up as that person that it's like, he's just the dude. You got random kids to take care of or anything, just Fort Hill's. Literally. And then this moment here when he's like squaring up with Kincaid and he's like, right, so paying you. Oh, it's Saturday. You know, and Kincaid is like, no problem. I'm not in a rush. Have it in my account by Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, great. <laughs> oh, swell. So, thank you. Two business days. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, okay, no problem. Actually, he's, also, he's like, No, the money is that <laughs> yeah, the how you pay me. The money is how you pay me. No, does And he's so dramatic. A white business card in gold lettering with just a checking account and a dollar bill. <laughs> Swiss remote, account? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. His his Swiss account and just, yeah, gold living <laughs> <laughs> on a plain white business. Although, I mean, I guess no tracing, right? What's the point of putting all your name and address on it if you're going to have a Swiss or a Cayman Islands or something? But, yes, very, very I'm so badass. Like just, Maybe he's got really shitty handwriting and doesn't want to handwrite it. That would be why I do. I do. I, I don't handwrite, yeah. Labels and shit like that. I'm like, nope, computer. <laughs> and so- then worst of all okay now what do we do well there's a ritual entropy curse coming from my head at midnight so yeah yeah we'll drop the kids at the church then where my place i can get geared up for round two sorry what now (laughs) you're gonna take a what now This is like you're done for the rest of the month, <laughs> at least, if not. Yeah. Yeah. Before I before bite it tonight. Before night I die tonight. I don't pay Kinkade. Plus side, right? Always, always on the bright side here. Always look on the bright
1: this concludes our episode 12. 12.23, 12. Extra Crispy. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at FreeFlowRambling.com always and the McAnally's.ca. The there we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.
0: When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. Ain't always look on the bright side of life. (laughs) Come on. Always look on the bright side of
1: life.